welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. Recorded live from Academy City, where a level 5 Esper is all set to light your ass up, Baka. I'm your host, Alex, but you can call me Senpai, and joining me tonight, I have our filthy casual, Jason. Yo, what up, everybody? Our chivalry of Shota, Shotaro. No, not thy rump, never shalt thou triumph. <laughs> what? Wow. What? Um, leave it. Just leave it. All right. Moving our on. Our of source material, John. What's up? And our token girl, Jessica. Oh, the anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be anxious. We're here for you. Okay. So, uh, what we're going to talk about on tonight's uh, lovely episode, um, there was a an article that was posted to Anime News Network a couple weeks ago that kind of got this idea all kicked off in our heads um i'm actually going to read the first uh, paragraph or so of this article and then we're going to kind of discuss what is being talked about in it um the title of the article is anime director uh Yamakan declares anime dead um and i'm going to read the first uh paragraph or so here is uh anime director yukata <clears throat> yukata yamana yeah what words Yutaka Yamamoto, uh, who, if his name sounds familiar, he directed uh, episodes of Hada Suzumiya and Lucky Star. Uh, and says Wake he calls Up Girls. And Wake Up Girls, yes. It's very um, important. Yes, <laughs> of course. Um, caused, says he caused a bit of a stir in July when he proclaimed at an event in Osaka that anime is dead. He was influenced by uh, Toshio Okada, a former Gainax staffer and cultural commentator who earlier pronounced Otaku is dead. On September 22nd, uh, Okada and Yamamoto sat down for a conversation at which the latter explained what he meant. Now, according to the article, he said what he meant is that there are generational differences among Otaku and they are fracturing into a tribal a tribal mentality that is distinguishing the, distinguishing the subculture. God, I can't talk tonight. Um... And he said the uh, Yamamoto stressed that the end of anime was a more personal thing for him. And he says that anime has steadily moved the opposite, the opposite way from what I do. Now, I personally think this is interesting as someone who's been watching and has watching anime and has been in like in and around anime for as long as I have. I can definitely tell that anime has changed from what it is or what it was when I first got into it. And one of the biggest differences that I see. Uh, is the amount of anime that come out per year and per season. Uh, because when I first got into anime back in the mid-1990s, there was roughly, what was it? I would say 40 or so series a year. And now you're seeing upwards of 150 every year. That's a huge difference. And part of... Uh, part of the problem that's caused by that that I see is that it, although it may not be that way proportionally, it does seem like less and less quality anime is coming out every single year and every single season. I know the proportions really haven't changed. Like if you still had you had ten series a season and five of those were good, that's still that's fifty percent. And if you had a hundred a year and 50 were good that's still 50 percent i understand that that's that proportion is the same but in that amount of time i would assume that no well i would i would know for a fact that no company would consider that an improvement anybody else maybe not for a company but like for a consumer it's an improvement because just the numbers and not the percentages you're getting more um, good shows than you were before because more anime in general is being produced. So maybe it's not good for the industry. I'm not sure, but it's from a consumer perspective, it's good. You I mean, because think so. you have more choices. Um, yeah, and you can like drop the shit that you don't want and then pick up the stuff that you do, and then overall you'll pick up more stuff that you like the more recent you look. No, no, <laughs> it smells like bullshit. You smell like bullshit. So. My point is, you know, obviously more does not mean quality. That is, you know, quantity does not equate quality. We've, we, we all know this. It's obvious. Yeah, uh, just because you have a lot of something doesn't mean it's all going to be good. Yeah. And in my personal experience, how much anime I enjoy each season, regardless of how much I intake, as in watch, doesn't change the fact that there are only a handful of animes every season that I actually do like versus... When I watch 30 plus shows a season, I just wade through a lot more crap 
and it's all so forgettable that I'm like, did I watch this? I don't know. And I'll have to read the description and be like, uh, I think I did. Probably. It's kind of just bullshit. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. It, it seems like back, let's say, 10, 15 years ago, that's when a lot of the stuff that we consider today to be iconic came out. That's when you had your Evangelion, your Bebop, your Trigun, your um, Black Lagoon, uh uh, Haruhi Suzumiya, all that stuff that we still talk about today, that's when it came out. And I look at a lot of the stuff that's come out in the last five years, and there's a lot of it that I, like you say, I'd have to go on Mal and say, did I watch this? Because I don't remember. I would I say feel that. Like, um, I feel like it's harder now for stuff to become iconic because now people have access like way more easier to anime than they used to before. You were only able to watch it on VH, VHS tapes and on TV. Oh, so obviously, yeah. So obviously, everybody would be watching the same stuff. Now there's a million things to watch. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually, I kind of agree with that. To be honest with you, um, I I don't know. It seems like the amount of choice is almost to a detriment of the industry. Like, when you have so much choice out there and you have... So let, let's be honest, anime is, has a lot more fans now than it ever had, especially in the West. Oh, like, yeah. Anime is super I, mainstream yeah. now. Well, I wouldn't go necessarily that far. I would hey, say man, that it's, it's getting if, there. If Hot Topic and mainstream start, like, selling Attack on Titan and, like, just random anime crap, it's fucking mainstream, man. They want you to believe that Sword Art Online is a good show. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, Hot Topic wants you to believe that Sword Art Online is a great show. Um, when I first figured out that Hot Topic was selling anime shirts, I like bought so many, and now I regret it because I realized that like I only bought it because it was the only place that was available, and the shows that they were advertising were kind of shit. I'm like, why did I do this? <laughs> regrets, well, show right regrets. Um, but yeah, it's it's a good point because like when I first started watching anime, you. Like, like Jessica said, you I, you had to watch what was on TV, which was a very limited menu that you had there, or you had to find it on VHS. And there really wasn't that big of a market for it here in the States, at least, because I can't speak for anywhere else. But um, And it wasn't really until like the mid-2000s that I, really, I realized that there was a growing number of people that were interested in anime. Until Man. until yeah until then I thought it was just like a, a handful of people. Man, you think man? At least you guys had Toonami and Cartoon Network. When I started watching anime, like I literally had only the local cable TV shows. So it was, for me, it was two channels that would show cartoons in the morning, and they happened to be anime. So like shoot, if I had to, if I if I had Cartoon Network when I was growing up, that'd have been so much better. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Cartoon Network and just Toonami fucking just made the game and changed it and just owns it. It's insane. Like how Yeah, I mean you yeah, I, I could agree, but I think you also have to give a huge nod to like Funimation and Crunchyroll for bringing it to bring oh, yeah, it now. fully to sure. fully to the cusp of being mainstream like it is today. Yeah. Because I think without without Funimation and all of it the dubbing that it's done over the years, I don't think anime would be nearly as popular as it is today. Not to mention bringing the movies over that they that yeah. they do like that helps a lot. Yeah, and actually putting them in theaters. Yeah, like legitimate movie theaters. I mean, they only get like a week's time at most, but still, it's like, better than nothing. Yeah. Um, it's certainly better than it used to be. Definitely, I enjoyed I enjoyed watching Kizu in theater. That yeah. was awesome. Um, uh, like I remember when I went and saw Ghost in the Shell in theaters, and that was like a huge deal. Like there's a fucking Japanese show or movie in my theater. It's like, what is this? It was a really big deal when that happened. Um, although I, one thing I remember, it was a long time ago, but one thing I remember is that a lot of theater managers actually had to get that in themselves because the theater chains that they were a part of didn't want to show it. So they had to show it at like midnight when the theater was technically closed. <laughs> What is this? Chinese cartoons? Yeah. This is not going to sell. <laughs> I definitely remember that because I, it was it was a midnight showing that I went to when I saw um, the original Ghost in the Shell movie in theaters. Um, yeah. It's definitely more mainstream now than it, than it ever was before. It's definitely as close to being mainstream as it ever has been. 
Um, yeah, and I th- I'd say I'd say as far as like geeky hobbies, I'd only put it behind like gaming and comic books, probably. Yeah, I think that's a fair fair assumption. Um, and I will say that since the um, the audience in the West essentially or apparently has grown as much as it has, there is definitely a greater amount of shows I would say coming out that are meant to appeal to a more Western audience. I mean, you see a show that comes out like Space Dandy. That show is geared toward a toward a Western audience. I mean, it was made here. It was made here in America first. It was written in English first. It was dubbed in English first, and but it's made by a Japanese animation studio. I mean, I don't think it. Get, I don't think it gets much more mainstream than that, especially in the West. I mean, but like from what I've read and everything, the popularity in the West has a very minimal effect on the on what the actual studios choose to produce. And I'd have to agree because like 99% of the shows that come out seem to appeal to a Japanese audience. I mean, yeah. you have Space Dandy. Which yeah, to, is... to a large degree, I, I think you're right. But uh, the only reason that um, the uh, not spe- uh, fucking Cowboy Bebop movie was ever made was because Cowboy Bebop was insanely popular in the West. In Japan, Cowboy Bebop bombed badly. Yeah, and that's why they never make more of it, or like more they similar did, they, shows. They did make more Those, of it. They made the movie. I meant like you don't see a lot of Western style anime. Yeah, um, I would say you see more now than you did before, though. I mean, let me rephrase that. You see more stuff now that you don't have to know a whole lot about Japanese culture in order to understand or enjoy it. Really. Well, I mean, look at something like ReZero that came out this year. You don't have to understand anything about Japanese culture to enjoy that show. I mean, but that's heavily entrenched in, like, Japanese fantasy tropes. Yeah, like, I think you're just getting more used to anime that you're saying that. Maybe, but, I don't know, it seems like some of these, uh, for lack of a better term, more gateway anime, more anime that are geared toward a larger audience seem to be the ones that aren't necessarily rooted in Japanese culture. It could be that I have been watching anime so long that I don't notice that anymore, but... I just think that, like, Crunchyroll and Funimation are marketing better so for a better audience and making it more accessible, and that's why maybe it seems less niche. Yeah. It also could be that I've realized that um, there's actually an enormous amount of people that watch anime in the West now, and it's kind of nice to see that because i know it's like we're a family i'm not not too sure about it being nice and better (laughs) with more fans no i just it's nice to know that you're not the only one yeah Yeah, but but it's like everybody watches it now when you've got people who are just like dude have you seen attack on titan shit's so cool man it's like yes not bad oh man you seen one punch man that shit's so crazy (laughs) yeah it's pretty good Oh man, you ever hear of like fairy tale? Like shut, sh- please shut up, stop. You're such an elitist. Yeah, you're not yeah. nice. No, no. And then the best thing is, so have you ever heard of uh, Kino's Journey? What's that? It's like okay, I know what kind of fan you are. I'll just walk out now. <laughs> just peace out. Drop the mic. Walk out. I don't. The camera. I don't think I'm an elitist. I just no. It was more because I was like. I don't know what Kino's journey is. Oh, you should watch it. It's a <laughs> show. filthy casual, Jason. God yeah, damn it. filthy casual. Uh, no, yeah. it's just it's gotten to the point where it, it feels like just like the video game industry. Um, it's just people who want to make money. That top head CEOs of these companies, they just want money. They just want to push product out the door, regardless if people like it or not. And it's just gotten more apparent because you know the more mainstream something is the more successful successful it's doing right because it's making money so it kind of goes hand in hand and that it's not bad because yes it boosts the market it's at least anime is not dead yet though it may be on stage four life support for all i know i don't live in japan but that's my take well it's actually interesting that you bring that up because there was another article that i found it was actually uh, um, quotes uh, an animator herself, uh, Mai Matsuda, who had, who worked as the chief animation director on Food Wars. It says there's just too many damn shows coming out right now that these animators can't keep up with them. 
And yeah, I think, they're really stretched thin. Yeah, it, it, and these uh, a lot of these animation studios like to hire freelancers, and that number one that takes away from uh, animators who have worked their way through this through the system that is already in place. And number two, it creates an enormous strain on the system because you're not only are you pushing certain people out, you're letting people in that may or may not have the kind of experience that you need. And I think overall that might that might diminish the quality of some of the shows coming out. I definitely think that a lot of these animators, though, are way, very overworked and extremely underpaid. Oh, yeah, obviously, because, again, no one wants to be an animator these days because you, you can't really just make an anime that you want to do. You know, there was um an article. I think it was the article that you linked earlier with um, Yamamoto where he talks about yeah. how he can't make. Yeah, he can't make anime that he wants to make. He has to make anime that sells. Yeah. And to me, that's wrong. Because I want to watch an anime that you make because you want to make it. You want to make it how you want to do it. You want to tell your story. Not just, well, I'm going to take this uh, cliche, mix it up, put in some tropes, sell it. Watch the money roll in. And yeah. a lot of these studios, like a lot of the head CEOs and stuff, they're like, just outsource it. You know, outsource it to Vietnam, outsource it to Korea. And there's a lot of redrawers in Vietnam and Korea. A lot of animation studios that finish it, like add finishing touches. If you've ever seen the end credits to any anime, you'll notice like there's a lot of non-Japanese names. Why is that? It's because they're sent off to get re- recolored and retouched. Yeah, and it's cheaper, more profits. <laughs> exactly. That's why it's that's again, why there's more, a lot more CGI like, and stuff too. Yeah, well, it's it's also it's it's analogous to a lot of American companies that outsource all of their HR stuff overseas. Yeah, I mean it's fair. It's a lot cheaper, and you reduce an enormous amount of overhead doing that, which is good for these companies because it means that they have more money to work with. But it also is shitty for these animators that basically have these skills and have nowhere to take them. I mean, I think this problem is not one that can be solved by the anime studios themselves because the large amount, the large number of shows that are airing each season are a combination of like a lot of different studios like each studio only produces like maybe one or two anime a season so you can't just tell them to like make less because they're already making a minimum so the problem really is that there's so many studios so i feel like this issue is not with the studios themselves and more with they need to develop more animation like i don't know education like and maybe make the jobs more uh live make it easier to live off the job of an animator and increase the standard of living and like this, the, what do you call it? The employment uh, standard of an animator. Um, but I don't think the solution is possible to decrease the number of shows because there's just too many studios. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, in a way I buy that. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily think we should decrease shows because you never know if someone is going to actually be able to make something that I like. Yeah, it's just, it's a really random gambit. It's like, well, I like watching uh, rom-coms. There are like 12 this season. 11 of them will be crap. But maybe, maybe not. Who knows? And it yeah, creates I mean, it, business, it's, too, so. Well, it's it's like that, uh, it's like throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that's really terrible you, idea. You, you laugh, but it's kind of what it's like. No, it's exactly what it's like. It's not even kind of um, past that breaking point. Yeah. Um, but to the point of where you say the number of stuff that's of, of shows and movies and whatever it is that's coming out, this actually speaks, I think, to a much larger point that I have noticed, not just in, in, in anime, but in just about every single entertainment medium ever, there has been a crash. Whether you're talking about Hollywood, whether you're talking about television, whether you're talking about video games, they have all had a crash. Now, I think it remains to be seen whether anime will have a crash or not, but I think it will eventually happen. Because if you look at it, the reason the, reason the video game crash happened back in the 80s was because there were 100,000 different ga- uh, companies that were trying to make video games. They were shoveling shit down people's throats, and people weren't buying it. And that's why the, that's why the, the industry crashed. And it wasn't until Nintendo came around three, two or three years later and basically saved that entire industry and pulled it up out of the sewer. 
You saw the no. same thing. You saw the same thing with um, Hollywood back in the uh, late or yeah, late teens, early twenties, where you started to move into uh, sound, and people were making just absolutely god awful movies that were full of sex and violence and, and things that nobody at the time wanted. And that's when you had the um, Motion Picture Association come in, and that's when you had standards invoked. And what happened after that? You had some of the best movies that were ever made. You had um, Grapes of Wrath. You had uh, Gone with the Wind. You had uh, uh, The Jazz Singer, which was the very first movie with sound. Um, I mean, you just see this with all kinds of entertainment media, and I, I wonder if it's going to happen with anime. I feel like if it does happen with anime, what's going to happen is that studios are going to have to merge or go out of business, which I don't want to see because like each studio brings their own style. And like, I really don't want the number of studios to decrease, but that that's my, that might be what is inevitably going to happen. Yeah. Maybe it'll become like indie games. So we'll have indie anime. <laughs> We're fans. Oh God, that sounds so trash. <laughs> well, no, if you think about that, if you think about that, you can, almost kind of see that now because i mean you look at what happened with gynax gynax was a juggernaut and then uh well not necessarily a handful but a good number of people left and formed studio trigger at the beginning it was kind of like an indie company it's kind of grown into something that's as big if not bigger now than gynax ever was but that's that's how they started and i think that is what you're going to see more and more of these animators that are part of these enormous companies like Kyo, KyoAni, like uh, Shaft, like uh, just pick your poison. And they're going to move off and create their a new, better, quote unquote, better uh, animation studio in their own image. And they're and they're going to and but they're either going to sink or swim. I mean, Gainax's productions are pretty high budget, or at least they seem high budget. So I wouldn't really call it indie. The closest thing I can think of, of as indie is like Ajin where everything is CG and looks like shit and cheap. And I don't want more of that. <laughs> I don't like <laughs> maybe I just hate CG, but how I consider how will we know it's like, bad until we see it, you know? Like what if CG Listen, was like low budget is automatically bad. <laughs> That's not true. I, I don't believe that's not, that. No, Neon Genesis Evangelion was made with an incredibly tight budget. You can't tell me that that's not iconic. Really? Because I can't tell. It looks fine to me. Have you watched the last two episodes of that show? It's only two episodes out of like 25 or 26 or something. It's like the, the robots in Neon Genesis Evangelion were really well drawn. Yeah. But uh, to be perfectly honest, yes, it was made with a very, very tight budget. Okay, well, if that's what defines tight budgets, then that, I'm fine with that. Well, it was just, at the time, Gynax knew how to use their money wisely. Well, until they got to the last few episodes of their shows. <laughs> but it's God. God damn it, Ken! I thought we talked about this! <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just imagining it happening. Like, hey boss, what is it, Ken? We ran out of budget again. <laughs> 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 No, I can definitely see that. Um, I don't know. I, I, I see that personally as, as a detriment to the industry, but it may turn out to be something that is for the betterment of the industry, depending on how it goes from there, whether see, the industry whether the industry will fracture into a bunch of small companies or the companies will get <laughs> absorbed and there'll be only a handful of really big companies. Wait, like what is the detriment? The splitting? This, I don't know which is which would be worse is what I'm saying. Oh, you know, that also honestly, reminds me, like, oh, Mappa split off from Madhouse, I think, and yeah. Mappa's been doing, like, the best shit lately. I don't even remember. Have have they done, like, oh my god, let me look up what they've done, because oh I know they've been doing good shit. Alright, that show does <laughs> that. I'm going to speak my piece. So, with the current state of affairs with anime, I definitely feel like it's been stagnant, and it's been stagnant for a while good couple years in my opinion and i honestly would accept anything other than this stagnation where every time i open up a new uh like seasonal preview like this looks like crap this looks like crap this looks like crap this looks like crap and i watch everything and i'm like that was crap that was crap that was okay that was crap that was crap <laughs> so you know if, if it does fracture off if it does go indie if it does something you know 
In the face of adversity, it must change. The industry needs to change. People have been talking about how the anime industry is dying for a long time. It's not just these recent articles. It's just a lot of people are just like, yeah, we can't create content that we want to create. We can't create what um, what our CEOs don't want us to create. Yeah, they're so restricted. And then the things they need to work on, it's enforced so badly. Like, I don't want you to do it this way. I want her to be Moe like this. This is what people like. So this is what you shall do. Yeah. Do you know what? You can see that exact same thing happening in the television industry right now, especially here in America. And, and more, most specifically with the broadcast television industry, the big ones the, like Fox, uh, CBS, NBC, ABC. I'm going to stop you right sh- there. I don't even what? watch American TV, so fuck off. <laughs> well, I'm tr- I, that's fine, but I'm trying to make a point. You look at a lot of the shows that these big networks uh, pedal every season, and 90 to 95% of them are total fucking crap. Like, they're so forgettable. They'll be gone in a couple years anyway. But people eat it up. Why? Because they're made for the masses. You don't have to think too much about them. But then you look at what are some of the most popular shows on television today, regardless of what any one person may think about them. You have uh, The Walking Dead. You have uh, uh, Mr. Robot. You have Game of Thrones. You have Westworld now. What do all of those shows have in common? They're not on network television. They're on cable. Or they're on subscription-based channels like HBO. Huh. And that, yeah, I know. It's almost uh, as if people pay money to watch good shows. Oh fuck, man! I don't know. Yeah. And then you get, and then you get streaming services like Netflix and Hulu that have these originals. Like you got uh, House of Cards. You have uh, uh, Orange Is the New Black. You have what's that one on? Uh, Arrested Development. Arrested Development. Yeah, that's a good show. Though. That started on on broadcast television, though. So that but kind of it was revived. That's what I'm trying to say. Anyway, um, moving on. What's that one on Amazon? Uh, Man in the High Castle, which is really, really good. Um, but And that's something that I think that these anime studios really need to, to embrace is streaming services. Like, for a culture that seems to pride itself on its acceptance of new technology, they seem to have like a natural aversion to streaming anime. And also, I feel like another thing that would help with their economic crisis where they can only make certain shows that sell because they're like only looking for money because they make so little profit is just literally make your fucking merchandise more available in the West. Like, like it will sell. Like we have to wait like years for Blu-rays to get out. Like Funimation is doing a good job and I'm thankful for them. But at the same time, like if Blu-rays were released at the same time as they are released in Japan or like near the same time, like a month or something, I'm sure they would sell way more faster because the hype is still fresh. And same with like like other paraphernalia and all the other shit because I've read that like a good amount of um, profit or income comes from selling the merchandise and not from the actual show itself. So, like, I feel that would be a good idea. Maybe improve your infrastructure for merchandise in the West because there's obviously a fan base that will purchase it. And also, <laughs> MAPPA, which is a spinoff of Madhouse, is making Yuri on Ice this season, which is literally perfect. And they also made Ushio and Tora, which was amazing quality. So, I don't know, maybe splitting off from larger studios might be better because... It makes some really nice shows, apparently. So, it worked for MAPPA, and it worked for Trigger. Oh, I've got, yes, uh, Trigger. I've got, I've got two points to counter your show. Two points. Okay. This uh, first good. point being is, if people do close-date international releases, like, if we look at movies, uh, we find that when that happens, it doesn't actually sell as well as you would think for shows. Because you think about a bunch of these shows... What is the rewatchability, just like a movie? How good is it that someone would want to watch it more than once or twice? Unlike video games, which are made to have replayability, so it doesn't matter, you know, because I know release dates for video games are now getting closer and closer to international versus um, in Japan if it's brought over by a big company. So Especially digital releases. I mean, it's true, but, like, you're, for me at least, like, the initial urge to buy it is more prevalent initially like yeah, right yeah, after I the show that. aired no, but that's, then that's like true. and then yeah. i plan 
yeah, I plan to rewatch it later, but I plan I want to buy it now. And like when I want to rewatch it, I'll probably have forgotten about it already and not um buy it because it's so out of mind and my um my urge to buy it is so much less that it's like maybe I shouldn't spend the money. So it increases I I think it would increase impulse buying if they made it more available quicker. I think that's a pretty solid marketing strategy. That is very true. Um I'm one of the rare people who don't want to buy merchandise because I'm like, well, how, how much did I enjoy? I'd have to really enjoy something as in rewatch it three, four times already. Then I'll buy the merchandise because I was like, well, I like it that much. I so don't like I... buying merchandise, says the man who was here <laughs> at my very house stressing over how many Miku figures he could buy at Metrocon. Hey, some of them I could not get anymore. It's beside the point, but that's not anime. Figures are completely different. If Rife were here, he could back me up about figures and how oh, it's I a com- terrible, I completely terrible agree. hole to fall into. The anime, well, the anime will get you to buy figures. That's true. And it's and, and to show's point, it's not just the Blu-rays you got to wait for either. Because to, 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 to kind of drive that point home, I recently pre-ordered, don't judge me, I recently pre-ordered the uh, Hotaru uh, figure from Good Smile. Oh, God. It's pretty now, good. Now, shut up. I said, I said no, don't judge No, it's pretty me. good. I admit. It's it is great. good. Uh, I recently pre-ordered the figure, it. not the show. Just it, I will not. I will not get it until next September. However, the Japanese can get it in January yeah, because it won't be. It's not available to me until September. And also, like another thing, I or I pre-ordered a Kiznaver Dokimakura that I really wanted um, because I purchased it while the show was airing. But like when I received it, like two to three months later. I didn't want it. So. <laughs> That's because. So like, Wait, can, 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 we really, can we really blame the merchandise for yeah, that? I, I don't think that was merchandise. That was Keys no, Night. That's, that's a good, it's a good marketing to go towards impulse buying by making it available as early as possible. No. Like, then, I wouldn't have bought it if it had come out two months later. But then, here's the thing. Now you spent your money, and you're like, well, shit, I hated this show. I don't want this product. Now you, you're less inclined to spend money. Right. I mean, now I like spend my time with it. I get to know it better. Like it's not so bad. <laughs> You're in denial. It's just is it denial. He it's loves not that it's bad, not really. Fun. It's really not that bad. No, here's the thing. Here's the thing. He has this. He spent his money on it. He has to justify owning it now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's not buyer's remorse at all. By the way, as, as someone who owns several Dakimakras, Dakimakras should never be an impulse buy. Just saying. <laughs> especially, right. especially at a convention because you have to carry it around. <laughs> See, I just yeah, at bought least it wasn't sheet. that uh, all girl from Monster Monsume. Oh god! Oh, so it's they had so that good. Metricot, and I almost bought it. Oh yeah, I was like Mia, Dude, I was like, I, I didn't have any room. It was I could not what, buy it. Two hundred and sixty dollars. Yeah, something like that. that. <laughs> but it was so big. Like it was huge. It was what six meters long. It was as tall as Mia. (laughs) Anyway, so my second point, before I forget, because I I almost forgot, is that Japan doesn't want to push into the Western market as much as they want to push into China. Because, yes, we have a dedicated fan base. You know, we have a bunch of people on the um, fan club who are just like, stream legally, stop being a pirate, you're the cancer of the earth if you stream illegally, shame, shame. But realistically, China's market is at least three or four times bigger than ours, and they'd rather push it there because it's cheaper, probably, to get anime there. Well, they have three or four times the population. But that's the thing. It's come to a point where they only care about money. And it's like, well, I could be making 10 cents in America, or I can make 50 cents more if I go to China. Why would you not go to China? It's closer. It's cheaper to to do everything. Like, it's a really big issue for a, a company to want to surrender money to such a small market when there's a big one literally two hours away. Yeah, I guess I can see that. I mean, if all you're concerned about is the bottom line, then that you would go to where you can make the most money by spending the least money. And it just feels like the industry has gotten to this point. You know, video games experienced it, movies have experienced it, and now it's, it seems like anime is the next one are experiencing it, where they only care about the bottom line. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know if, if it's necessarily a, um, a problem with the anime industry, but it seems that the more, how do I want to say this? The more anime that come out every season, it seems like the less inclined I am to actually want to sit and watch more of it. I feel the exact sense? same way. <laughs> I'm just I feel the I'm opposite, fed up. Actually. Really? <laughs> like the more that come out, the more interested I am. Because there's like so many new like experiences that you could be having. Oh, can I can I can I tell you something, show? When you get out into the working world, that attitude's gonna change. <laughs> what do you mean? When you have a limited amount of time to devote to this to this No, it's not body. no, like like check them out, like watch a minute or two of each. Like don't watch them all, but like you have the option to like look at even just look at the poster or the promotional video of all these shows that you can choose from and maybe select a handful to watch. I don't know. I like the large size personally. Again, I'm not knocking the large size. I'm just saying that as an industry, if they think quantity equates quality, they're dead fucking wrong. Sure, quantity will give you your bottom line, but eventually it's not going to. You're going to lose more people. I mean, like, again, how can they help it? There's so many studios. It's not like one studio is making 10 anime a season. God, could you imagine that? <laughs> It'd be great. Madhouse yes. made everything. A1, this is A1 Pictures lineup. There's 30 shows here. Oh, God. See all the A1 anime. is so diverse. You like, see, they have so many shut different... up. No, <laughs> they do. They have you so many different animators pools. piled up in the corner over there. It's dead. They also make the most generic bullshit. Hey, exactly. And you want that. You just said you want that shit. Get out of here, show. God. No, to be specific, he wants to check it out. Yeah, <laughs> just like a bit. <laughs> <laughs> like Man, these shows... You would be happy if every, if every anime studio just made like a, a three or four minute long preview of what they were going to make. It's like, I like that, I like that, I like that, everything that, else. They do do that. That's called the promotional video. <laughs> yeah, TV. <laughs> No, no, I do watch. That's not, not true, though. Make it unless show approves it, though. He's gonna be know, the right? studios. You can't watch I a mean... PV and judge an anime. Like I, for one, personally, if I watch anime and after a couple episodes I don't like it, I'll drop it and be like, "Yeah, I didn't like it. I I didn't finish it, so I can't say if it's bad or not. But I didn't like it, so I dropped it. Like that's my extent." I personally don't really have that much interest in watching a lot of anime anymore. I don't know if it's because I'm older now, but, like, just a lot of shows don't interest me. Like, the amount of generic stuff just bores me, maybe. Maybe that guy is right. Like, there is, like, an age gap now. I don't know. I don't think it's much of an age gap as it is just, like, you could be any age, really. But when you start watching anime, might have an effect. Like, if you're used to watching shows that, that people craft, that they could do what they envision and set out to do and actually deliver it. Versus now, it's, oh man, you know what's really hot? Games like Sword Art Online. Animes like Sword Art Online. Let's make a billion of these. <laughs> like, oh, okay. I mean, I would agree, like, 90 to 95% of shows, anime, I would consider, like, quote-unquote immature. And then maybe 5 to 10% would be like more adult and like aim for an older, more like um, calmer audience. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's kind of hard to find shows that would be interesting and not just like stupid. Well, there's actually a, um, a good point about that. Back, way back when, like pre-1999, let's say, I don't know if that's exactly when, but back then, anime used to air much earlier than it does now. And when anime moved to a much later time slot, like 11, 12, 1 o'clock at night, that's when you got this rise of much more mature, much more sophisticated, much more uh, well-thought-out anime. It wasn't, obviously, wasn't for kids. I mean, that's, I mean, you look at stuff like Pokemon or Digimon or Yu-Gi-Oh!, and that's obviously made for a much younger audience. But when anime moved later at night, that's when you had things like Evangelion and uh, uh, Black Lagoon and Bebop and, and Trigun come out. Well, I can't say that it's geared for a more mature audience as it is just geared for a specific market. Like all those that show at night, they're all sending, which is for 
boys like what age 14 to early 20s so yes they are more mature but i think playing like I thought it was like the 18 lower, to the 35. Is, yeah, the lower age is like 17 or 18, I think. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like 18 to 35s. All right, so let's say it's 18 to 35. But if you follow these tags, like I love Sinning. I love like Black Lagoon, one of my most favorite animes. But if you Me watch too. Black Lagoon, it, it's not very like adult themed as it is just gory because there's blood and cursing. And Revy. It's, and it's Revy. very Revy. I love Revy. Revy is fucking awesome. She's awesome. Anyway, but you you watch it, it's just like it's just a more amped up version of what a child ages eleven to thirteen thinks of. You know, look how edgy Black Lagoon is. <laughs> Think about how edgy Revy is. Think about it. I mean, I thought that the late time slots were reserved for like the edgy shows and the really childishly violent and like childishly lewd shows. Yeah. And not some more a thing, yeah. It's, that's how I see it too. Like <laughs> yeah. the later time slots aren't just like mature. It's also pretty childish. Well, if you want to make money though, you do want to char- target like a younger audience. You want to target children because children are the ones who will rewatch an episode a million times and bug the fuck out of their parents. And buy children, merchandise. Yes, children are the ones who are going to get their parents to buy merchandise. As an adult, you know, you have a budget. You have to be like, do I really want to buy this? Is this really worth it? As a child, you're like, I want this. I want this. I want this. So, See, I never bought any Pokemon merchandise, any Digimon merchandise. Any you didn't want to be the best? No. I you wanted never... to. I just couldn't afford to. <laughs> That's completely different. My family couldn't afford it. But anyway, yeah, there is that aspect. Um, I feel that because I didn't grow up getting everything like that that's why i'm just like i don't want to spend money on merchandise but that's kind of not related to how i feel about anime like i still love watching anime like my sister for example she asked me one time why do you like watching anime why don't you want to watch normal shows and i'm just like okay first off normal is subjective second off if i was in japan this would be normal to watch anime so shut up but you know it's because I, this is my form of entertainment. I choose to partake in watching anime, regardless of me buying merchandise or not. I still like watching it. It's actually a really good sentiment. Your sister sounds like a bitch, though. Well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. For safety of my well-being, I have no comment. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to be normal, though? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I can. I. It's all about perspective, I think. As someone who's who's been watching this a long time, I want the industry to do well because it's something that I genuinely love. It's something that I've loved for a long time. I want to see not only more people see what I see in it, but I want it to continue for a long time. I don't and think I wanna... that the industry is going to get to the point where it'll stop making anime. Oh, I don't either. Just... I mean, I, I just – I hope – I hope if there is like a crash like we talked about, I hope that the industry can survive it and become stronger afterwards. Well, here's I actually was reading an article about this where um some guy, some some really big anime guy, I don't I forgot who it was, but he was like, you know, in the next 10-15 years, anime is going to move to like China, China and Taiwan. They love anime and they're finally having studios who can actually animate because we keep outsourcing all our shit to them. So there's a market now of skill. And I feel like Japan's going to lose their uniqueness if they continue down this road. And that's why I think it would be fine if they fracture, if they change. Because this stagnation is what I don't like. Yeah, stagnation is not good for any industry. It's not. It's definitely not good for governments. And it's certainly not good for business. Because in the end, you're not... You're not improving your bottom line. You're not improving what you produce, and you're not improving on what you can deliver. I mean, again, I think that like 90% of the shows are stagnating, but I still think that there are still 10% of the shows each season that are doing new things, interesting, unique things that are worth checking out. So, I mean, I don't think it's like completely bad, but I would agree that a lot of a lot of the shows that come out are, are really, like, they're not worth producing at all because they're just, like, the same thing that I've seen a hundred times. And, like, the thing about China actually seems pretty um, real because, like, we're getting 
like there was this new Chinese studio that recently came out or like was recently founded that's making shows now like Blood of Wars this season and they made like some other bullshit last season that I didn't check out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. He has enormous he has enormous faith in this. I'd listen. I need time. <laughs> The only reason I checked, I'm um, actually watching Blood of Wars is that it's um, Crunchyroll has the Japanese dub of it. Otherwise, I don't think I would have checked it out. I don't but, mind watching Chinese dub. Like, it, it's fine to me. I mean, yeah, I know that's completely my own bias and my own issue. But, um... Because you're a I, racist. Yeah, well, mm, I will <laughs> not admit anything. <laughs> in, uh, in, okay, you're not denying anything either. <laughs> But yeah, like, Blood of Wars is based on a Chinese web comic, and, like, the story is really interesting, so I feel like the Chinese-Japanese uh, merging of the anime industry or whatever might actually make some interesting products and some interesting stories. And finally, so, I mean, we'll actually it. have Chinese, Chinese cartoons. cartoons. <laughs> I find that the most interesting thing, this joke that we've had for so many years now about Chinese cartoons, it's becoming real. Oh, man. Okay. We're I'd making it, a though. joke real. <laughs> anime is going to become real. What's what's going to be next? Is, is there going to be American anime? Oh, no, wait. That can't happen because Reddit says it can't happen. <laughs> oh, God. Man, I actually did want to talk a little about that. How... Go ahead. Go ahead. Because that's actually a good topic. So, you know, an American DJ decides to write an anime. I think that's great, you know. I, I don't think it should be just reserved. Oh, anime should be made by just Japanese people. Like, for many reasons. Uh, an argument I read was, well, people in the West don't have the same taste as people in the East. Like, yeah, that's true, obviously. That's obvious. Cultural. But, you know, you don't know until you try. And if this guy loves anime so much, why are you giving him shit? He wants to make an anime. Fuck you. Like, don't shit on his streams. Like, what are you doing? Dude's <laughs> age 24, same age as me, making millions of dollars. You made an anime. I'm getting depressed talking about this. Oh my god. <laughs> so like playing the devil's advocate, like how do you define anime then if it's not inherently made by Japanese people? Honestly, that is a very tough question. So I'm going to reflect and I, talk about how <laughs> I mean, I can answer it for me. Go ahead. <laughs> because like for me, what defines anime? <laughs> what defines anime is that it is um animated by Japanese people. So, I mean, I mean, the thing with sure the thing with talking about um is shelter which is a music video which was uh like the music is done by porter robinson which it or what the porter robinson yeah, porter robinson which is an american dj and um Madian, which is a french dj and um a1 pictures and Crunchyroll did the animation and hired the voice actors and whatever and it's in japanese um the voice acting um so yeah, I mean, like, my viewpoint that anime is, it's only anime if it's animated by Japanese people, and maybe that's racist, but, uh, like, I feel that it's also the truth, because, like, the term anime is inherently racist anyways, so. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're right. Um, Counter-argument to that, half of it's done in China and Korea, so. Or Taiwan or Vietnam. Do, okay, let me. Do what let you me, will with that. Let me, like. <laughs> let me re um re <laughs> let me uh, clarify what I meant. Um, Here when we I go. say animated by Japanese people, I mean animated by a company that was founded in Japan. So. Okay, I guess. Can I make so? A does that mean Blood Wars, which is animated by a Chinese studio, it's a, an actual Chinese cartoon? It's not actually yes. anime. Right. Is it cartoon. though? Actually, so, you know, I think it is animated by a Chinese, so you know, it wouldn't be anime then. By right, my definition, it's a Chinese cartoon. We need to then petition why, Mao. Hey, show, we why need to go my to my anime, anime list, list and be like, because "This is not my anime. anime list. Is not an official source." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my um, point being, if someone wants to create "quote unquote" anime, let them. Right? If it's animated by a Japanese studio, that's cool. That's fine. That's what we consider anime whatever but i'm just saying we should be more open-minded because for one thing i know spawn spawn if you don't know who spawn is like you're obviously not american get the fuck out spawn is a character that was really popular in japan because it actually fits an archetype that japanese people love that rogue hero type you know the one who has a 
sad, tragic backstory. Basically, Batman. <laughs> they eat that shit up. But how would we ever have known that? We didn't, but they like it. So whoever's hating on Porter Robinson saying it's not anime, fuck off. Yeah, and I think that like as the anime industry globalizes and as it in the, there's a more international market and more international influence, like the definition of an anime is going to definitely blur because they, I mean they're already outsourcing as you say to uh, different companies in different uh, um, countries. So I mean I don't know what would com- be considered anime and not in the future because I feel like. There's going to be a lot of different countries involved in um, anime production going forward. I think what it boils down to is just the anime industry. You know, is it a business or is it an art form? I personally used to think it was an art form and people used animation or anime as an outlet to just voice whatever's, you know, in their head, regardless of how fucked up it is. <laughs> Looking at you, Urobuchi. Looking <laughs> at you, man. <laughs> God, what makes that man tick? <laughs> I mean, I guess this also has to do with the fact that, like, I'm so adverse to um, synonymizing anime with Western cartoons because Western cartoons are just so much different in themes. So maybe if, um, like, Western, the market for Western cartoon diversifies as well, there'll be a more merging of the medium and the industries will come together. But it's just speculation. It's weird. It's weird that you mentioned the Western cartoons because I don't, I don't know if it's still this way, but I know it used to be this way that Japanese people consider both to be anime. Like anything that's animated, they can consider to be anime. Yep. So I, the question I have is, if they can do that, why can't we? All right. So <clears throat> I remember I talked about this a long time ago. There's an actual French studio that made an anime. It's called Loli Rock, I believe. And yeah, you talked like, about that. <laughs> yeah. So it's obvious that other people want to make anime. Now, I've watched Loli Rock, and I'm like, it, it's not what I would consider an anime because of the art style. But even then, like, what defines an anime art style to me is big heads, big eyes, um, crazy Small colored hair. Yeah, you know, like, your obvious be shoujo or be shonen. So that's what I think. But there's shows that have, like, drawings of uh, characters that look real. Like, they look like they could be an actual person other than the blonde hair because it's not possible for Japanese people to have blonde hair without dyeing it. You racist bastard. <laughs> it's true! <laughs> God. I, you know, that's one of the tropes that I hate about anime. Um, she's blonde because she's a quarter, like, uh, white American. I'm like, no, she would not be that blonde. Like, not even <laughs> blondes in America are that blonde. I think it's funny how unrealistic. They're like, oh yeah, that explains why she has blue eyes and blonde hair. Because she's like a fifth American. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, that works. Yeah, my boyfriend is a quarter Japanese and he looks like really Asian. I mean, there's... I watched the YouTube about this too. About how people in Japan, they think anime characters, they're all foreigners. Because it's like, only foreigners are crazy enough to dye their hair blue, pink, all colors of the rainbow, and do all this crazy shit. I'm like, you know, they're not wrong. You don't <laughs> see people in Japan doing that shit. Except no, you I don't. Mean, I've, I mean, I've, like, skimmed through a couple of vlogs where <laughs> people in Japan have said that um, a lot of Japanese youth dye their hair, but... I mean, I don't know how credible that is, so... I, I've heard, actually, the opposite, that a lot of Japanese people see anime characters and think they look Japanese, that they don't look Western. I've heard oh. I've heard what Johnny has said, that a lot of Japanese people think anime are not Japanese. Like, the people don't... They don't identify them as Japanese. And that's just because it's from the point of view of, like, people who don't watch anime, so they don't know. Like, it's just a thing. We're just saying yeah. they're Japanese. It's a thing. Well, I, I just heard because there was like a big deal a while back because people always say, why why do they make anime characters look so white? And then a lot of people are like, no, they're not trying to make them look white. They actually, um, they're, they're Japanese. And it's, it was just like this big thing, thing for a while. That's yeah, really I personally, weird. I think the studios intend for them to look Japanese. And I, I personally think they look Japanese. But, um, yeah. Anyway, this is so off-tangent. Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is, this is, this not is what's wrong with the industry. 
no, because Japan cannot say these people are Japanese, these people are white. This is what's wrong with the industry. This is the state of anime. <laughs> this is so dumb. This is dumb. No. Anyway, um, I don't know. I think I've kind of said my piece. I don't think that anime is dying, but I don't think that the industry as a whole is necessarily doing good. I personally think anime is at stage four cancer. And it's on basically life support at this point, and there's no hope of a cure. <laughs> that's my. Piece. That's that's so like detrimental. It's like <laughs> it's going to die. We can't do anything about it. Let's just sit here and watch until a couple CEOs and companies band together and realize like, oh shit, we need to actually figure out a cure instead of trying what we know, even though it's not working. I don't know if that'll happen because the stuff that appeals to an American audience um, is different than what appeals to a Japanese audience. I don't know. Everyone loved ReZero. That was kind of universal. Yeah, I mean, although, I mean, that show obviously has haters because every show has haters. But I would say a vast, and I mean an absolute vast majority of people who watched ReZero really loved it, whether it was in the East or the West. Yeah. Same thing for One Punch Man. Same outcome. Yeah, if you look I mean, at I, older uh... shows that are popular in the West, yeah, sometimes they aren't popular in the East. But as of late, like we can tell, like like he's neither. Everyone hyped it up, not just the Americans, because it's Trigger. Everyone's like, oh shit, it's Trigger. Everyone knows what good anime is, or rather, I should say, people know. Not everyone, but people know. Like, oh shit, this is Trigger. See, I'm either gonna be really good or really bad. No middle ground. Yeah. Well, that's kind of Trigger in, 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 in a nutshell, though. It's either going to be really good or really bad. Yeah, yeah. Little Witch Academia is coming out. Uh... Yes, fuck yeah. <laughs> going to just dodge to that. Just throw that dangling carrot out there. Yeah. Oh, God, I hope it's good. I hope it's good, too. Otherwise, we're going to look like fools. <laughs> God damn it. I really think it's just there needs to be change. There needs to be something to fix this dying industry because just shoveling out this whole, well, everyone likes, here's pro tag, here's every girl falling over for him, here's panty shots, here's your typical beach episode, here's your typical, he went training in the mountains for three days, so he's OP. Oh, also his father was a god. Oh, also he's like three quarters a god. (laughs) It's like, fuck, man, really? I'm not surprised at this point. And then you got... Dio. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Riker was here. He's my JoJo bro. He's the only one who understands my JoJo bro. Oh man. Anyway. Um, yeah, I, I think that's actually a really good way to end this show. Don't you? Yeah. Anyone yeah. else have anything to say? No? Okay, no. great. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think our conclusion that we can reach here is that anime isn't dead yet, but it's not really doing itself any favors right now. Sure. Fair enough. Yeah. My conclusion is that anime's gonna die, so... <laughs> well, well, I mean, if you look at it from a more humanist perspective, we're all gonna die eventually, so... Yeah, so just, like, pull years. the trigger now. I'll pull the trigger, that was a good, that was a good studio name drop. Sure. sure. <laughs> Little Witch Academia is coming out in the winter. I hope it's good. I hope it's really good. The movies were great. The movies were great. <laughs> Oh god, um, yeah. I think I think we're gonna end it right now. What do you think? Yeah. Okay. Good, good to go. Sounds good. All right. Hey, you know, if if, if you like this episode, and I, there's no reason why you shouldn't, because it, it was perfect. Let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> you can listen to this and all of our previous episodes on uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, or by going to our fabulous website at AnimeClubAfterDark.com, where we have this and every single episode we've ever done up there for your listening pleasure um where you can also interact with us uh on uh, facebook we have our facebook page at facebook.com slash anime club after dark where we post uh news and uh happenings uh we also have our group where you can uh, interact with us and we talk about etchy stuff sometimes at uh facebook.com slash groups slash anime club after dark um uh what oh uh and if you want to send us an email saying why you think uh anime is dying uh you can do that at anime club after dark at gmail.com also you know chinoda wasn't here tonight but 
be sure to check out his dungeon at animeclubafterdark.tumblr.com. Oh, you know what I just realized? We didn't what? talk about Chinoda's opinion and why it's fucking wrong. Well, he, he's he's not here, so... I just can't even understand his opinion. <laughs> uh, just in summary, he thinks the growth of popularity is great for the industry, and I smell bullshit. There we go. That's great. Anyway, so there you go, Chinoda. We mentioned it. <laughs> um... But yeah, I'm gonna. We're gonna go ahead and uh, uh, sign off right now, and uh, I will say, as always, I have been Alex, and I will see you next time. Say goodnight, Jason. Good night, Jason. <laughs> say goodnight, show. Okay, Joe saved anime. Oh God, it's true. <laughs> say goodnight, John. Okay, Joe is the best. Watch it. Good Lord. Say goodnight, Jessica. Soon the. Rock is not dead will become anime is not dead. You'll see all those t-shirts everywhere. And anyway, good night, everybody. What? <laughs> you know, I had something, but I'm not even going to... I don't... What? <laughs> you know, you see those people with those Rock is not dead t-shirts and everybody posting about Rock is not dead and stuff on Facebook. And oh, shit. Rock as in music. So I thought now you meant, it'll be anime you, I, is not dead. I thought you meant the Rock. I was like, yeah. the Rock? <laughs> Dwayne Johnson? Of course he's not dead. He's making money. Dwayne Johnson? The Rock? He's not dead. I totally got you, Jessica. Don't worry. But you know what? I can think of the best way to end this. Kamiwashinda.